This is Shifting Our Schools episode 166, Fishing for Questions. Shifting Our Schools happens with small, significant steps forward. This week, Jeff Utick is back to tour us through a way to keep taking those steps with another free Shifting Schools resource. Before you listen, we want to remind you that this episode has a ready-to-use meeting map, so you can use this episode with your team. Be sure to find the link in our show notes. Okay, educators, ready to dig in, unlearn, and prepare to spark the next shift at your school? Then let's kick off this episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm your host, Jeff Udick. I hope this episode finds you safe and healthy. If this is the first time you are listening to the show, or if this is the first episode that has found you in a few weeks, first of all, welcome. Second of all, this is the fourth episode in a special summer series we are hosting. Listeners wrote to the Shifting Schools team, and overwhelmingly, you told us you wanted more resources on social-emotional learning. You ask, and we do our best to answer. So, if you want to start at the beginning of this series, head back to episode 163, where I introduce the free guide that pairs with this series. That guide is called Small Significant Shifts for Stronger SEL. You can find it in our library of free resources by heading to shiftingschools.com and selecting the resource tab or by checking out the show notes of this episode. You may have noticed that I mentioned in many of these episodes that the resources in this guide are resources we've used in our Shifting Schools workshops. I wanted to let you know that I am co-facilitating a very special series called Shifting Strategies, and it is a blended learning professional development opportunity that looks at blended learning strategies. I believe that if we want to rethink the potential for blended learning, we need to experience it in a blended learning model. You can learn more about that opportunity under our On Offer tab at ShiftingSchools.com or by heading over to the show notes. For the next few weeks, we have a special deal on our Shifting Strategies course. It's our summer sale where you can purchase it at a two-for-one discount. Blended learning has been a passion of mine for a long time, and I'm excited to learn with incredible educators who love rethinking ways to best engage modern learners. Our two-for-one discount allows you to bring a colleague along with you because learning together is always more fun. Again, You can learn about our current Shifting Schools professional development pathways by heading to shiftingschools.com and selecting On Offer. Now, this episode focuses on a resource we used in several of our trainings last year, and we call it the Let's Go Fishing for Fresh Questions protocol. The resource has a menu of three ways to fish for questions. Here they are. Number one. Ask a question that you think someone else might be wanting to ask, but not feeling confident to ask. Number two, what's a question you've asked before that is also useful for us to answer in this context? And number three, what's the best how might I question that you can think of right now? Now, in my experience, This resource is useful for SEL because it reminds students that creating and sharing questions builds community, and it also establishes a classroom culture where we see curiosity as an asset, and we rehearse advocating for ourselves and for others. 
One thing I hear from teachers in trainings that I work with is that many of their students feel like they cannot admit to not knowing something or not knowing how to use a tool. If students don't learn in school that it is okay to ask for help, where do we expect them to learn it? Here's a question to ponder. Do your students know it's okay to ask for help? I haven't met a teacher yet who wouldn't say sure to that question. Then I ask, what structures do you put in place so that students know it's okay to ask for help? If your answer is, well, they just know, or, well, I tell them they can ask for help, then you might consider helping students learn how to ask for help. Asking for help is a mindset we must foster in our students. It's a life skill that goes beyond school to the heart of life itself. Jackie Welsh talks about this issue in an article she wrote for middleweb.com, where she says, quote, why don't students ask more questions in school? The short answer is that most students believe it's their job to answer, not ask questions, end quote. And I want to pause here for a moment and invite you to reflect on a question. Who in your life has done the most to teach you how to formulate great questions? In education, many of us have people we admire, folks we look up to. And one thing I am working on is noticing how often and how well others use questioning. I'm passionate about inquiry. It has always been a big part of my practice. And the longer I've been in education, the more I have come to value questioning as a craft. This is why this week's resource resonates with me so deeply. It gives students an accessible menu to use in rehearsing the art of building better questions. We talk a big game in schools about wanting our students to be curious about the world around them. And if we really mean it, don't we need to engage them in strategies that foster curiosity? If you head over to the show notes, you'll find more from Jackie Welsh, who I quoted just a moment ago. And you'll find research out of Harvard Business Review that looks at data that says, yes, most employers say they value curiosity, but that there is a big disconnect between how much employees say they feel their curiosity is truly valued by their employers. And I'm wondering if we ask our students to tell us when and where they think we, their teachers, have valued their curiosity, what would we learn? What would your students tell you? A small shift that I will be making in my practice is that I'm going to be sure that the office hours I hold with teachers learning with me this summer will have a menu of question starters. And I'll explicitly say this menu is not meant to be prescriptive, but it is meant to help us ask better questions as a community. I went to my first baseball game last week and got to see my favorite team, the Seattle Mariners. During warm-up, it dawned on me that question construction is a little bit like what you see before the start of a game. You'll have players help each other with stretches, players gradually loosening their arms, and of course, batting practice. The thing about pregame warm-ups is they are collaborative. There is a building of flow, a building of energy. If you look closely, you'll see players laughing and smiling. Why? They know that the right mindset matters at game time. So if one of them drops the ball during warmups, or if they have a terrible pregame batting practice, they support each other. 
And I think that same mindset can really help us in the classroom. I think baseball is the perfect analogy for exploring question construction. And full disclosure, let's be honest, I can make baseball analogies fit almost any idea. Let's talk bunting. Bunting is a skill that, in my opinion, gets overlooked by many in today's baseball game. Bunting the ball isn't easy, it isn't glorious, it isn't fun to watch, but you know what? It is a critical part of the game of baseball. In fact, the game that I went to was one in the bottom of the ninth because a player was able to bunt a runner from first to second, putting him in scoring position. The next batter hit a single. Runner from second scores, game over. Of course, everyone remembers the person who hit the single to win the game. But the real hero? The teammate who gave himself up, sacrificed himself for the good of his team. Sticking with my metaphor, I'm going to start asking students to bunt, meaning I will say, you may not have the wow question ready yet. We as a team might need to bunt first. We might need to move our questions, our curiosity up a bit before the big question hits us. We might have to sacrifice what we think we know to be true to make room for something new, something better. What is something we need to ask more questions about before we continue learning? I think throwing a few questions around, playing catch with each other's questions, and building on them will build camaraderie and foster the kind of relationships I want my students to have access to. If you have a better analogy or another sport that you think compares to the practice of collectively building questions, I would love to hear from you. And as I reflect on this, I think about how Trisha, Chrissy, and I worked together during a brainstorming session. We start asking questions. We start answering questions, which leads to more questions. All these questions are bunts. Then all of a sudden, and rarely is it me, someone will ask the question we really were trying to get at. That's the game winner. And how do I know? Because usually when Trisha or Chrissy asks the question, I get chills. I just go, wow. And I can literally feel a whole new part of my brain opening up. That is what I want for my students, for teachers in my trainings. I want them to experience that moment of, that might be the best question ever. That unlocks a whole new potential of learning. Again, you can find our Fishing for Questions resource in the free guide, Small Significant Shifts for Stronger SEL. And then drop us a voice memo or an email. We love hearing from you. Until next time, I'll see you on the network. Thank you for being a part of the hashtag Shifting Schools community. We love when listeners like you weigh in. So head over to our show notes to find ways to share your thoughts. Have a request for a future episode? Jeff and his team love supporting you with the content you need. Shifting Our Schools podcast is a proud production of the Shifting Schools team. Looking for a longer interactive conversation about the ideas shared in this session? Contact us at info at shiftingschools.com to find out about our workshops.